Welcome to Training for Manhood, an ongoing exploration and adventure intended to be fast, fun, and formative for guys who desire to be the best men they can. Young or old, there are always areas for improvement, growth, and maturity. We hope you'll pay attention and put into practice the useful advice you hear on this podcast. But remember, the goal isn't just to listen, but to do what you learn. Welcome to Training for Manhood. All right, welcome back to Training for Manhood. I've got Gabe Boyd and Mike Thornberry, uh, and we are um, having a great conversation about um, this particular thing that kind of hit me. Um, somebody said recently, um, uh, blessed are the peacemakers um, for, um, where is it? For, uh, for they shall be called sons of God. And it just kind of hit me, right, that concept of peacemaker because it's different than peacekeeper. Um, and I wanted to focus on what that is and what that means. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, it's uh, a verse that comes out of Matthew uh, chapter 5. Um, they're called the Beatitudes, right? It's given on the Sermon on the Mount. Um, and I, w- I want to read the context of the entire thing, and then I want to focus on that one particular um, aspect and what that means. So anyway, so this is Jesus talking. Um, it says, I'll, I'll read the whole thing. It says, seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And says, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying... Uh, and here's the, what we consider the Beatitudes. He says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for th- theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now, goes on, great teaching uh, by Jesus here, Um, but just that idea of the peacemaker. Uh, Again, not a peacekeeper, not, not, you know, God's not saying that... um, if peace is there, your job is to keep it. He's saying you're going to live mostly in a context of conflict. And what are you going to do to resolve that conflict, to make peace? That's, that's what I want to get at because I think it's a, it's a great role of a man to be a peacemaker in your family, in your workplace, right? Like you can be a peacemaker. So what does that mean, right? What does that look like? So thoughts from you guys? What do you got? The first thing I think of is when you say unresolved conflict in my role as a peacemaker, Mm -hmm. the number one thing for divorce and marriages is unresolved conflict. So here we're getting great guidance. In fact, like you can literally check a box that says, right, irreconcilable differences. differences. Unresolved conflict. Exactly. We we couldn't resolve the conflict, so we're going to get a divorce. So how, right? So mm -hmm. if I want to keep my marriage, I need to be a peacemaker maker. Yes. Right. Being a peacekeeper in a marriage doesn't really help because, right, you're going to have conflict. You're going to have to learn how to resolve conflict. So what does that mean for me? Because I don't want to get to a point where I can walk away from my marriage saying, hey, we, we just couldn't, we just couldn't work it out. And, and that's not, let's avoid conflict. Exactly. The, the charge is a peacemaker. So the presumption there is conflict will always be around. Yeah. We're in a fallen world. It's going to be there. Yep. So it's not, hey, I need to avoid it at all costs and run from it. That's just as bad. It's still unresolved. I've got to actually look it head on and address it and take ownership and responsibility for addressing it. Again, peace maker. maker. How do I make peace? Gabe, you got some thoughts? 
man, I have so many thoughts. I don't know exactly how to how to categorize or organize all of my thoughts. Um, but um, we'll, we'll start. Yeah, one. I, I, one. I think I think the first one is is understanding the peace that we have through salvation. Um, that that first, before we can make peace with anybody else, uh, we first have to receive. Um, a heart of peace or a posture of peace uh, through our relationship with Christ um, in that it, everything that you guys are saying, like Jesus promises disciples that there would be trouble in the world. I, I mean, that's, that's what he's going to tell them is that I'm going to send you guys out and there will be a lack of peace. There will be trouble. There will be turmoil. There will be conflict. Um, how should you handle it? And right here in the Beatitudes, as he's speaking to his disciples, he says, be peacemakers. Uh, but they can't do that unless they have first found uh, peace with him um, and their relationship with the Father uh, that only comes through salvation, that only comes through his forgiveness. Uh, Jesus has done everything to reinstitute peace between uh, a, a relationship that had been broken uh, between sin and a holy God. Uh, and through his life, death, and resurrection, he has resolved that conflict. Uh, he has made peace with us through himself, yes. Jesus has. And the cool thing is God actually describes himself as a God of peace. That's right. Right? So he wants to resolve the conflict. He made a way to resolve the conflict. Um, in First Thessalonians uh, 5.23, it says, Now may the God of peace himself be with you, right? First Corinthians fourteen thirty three says, uh, for God is not a God of confusion, but of peace, right? So God wants peace. God wants you to be at rest, right? But the first place to start in being at rest is to be at peace or at rest with him, right? And how are we in, do- in doing that, right? And that is, well, we're done that because we're, we, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, right? Romans 5, 1. Like he, he has literally made a way. And once we've been made right, at peace with God. Now, he's demonstrated how to be a peacemaker, right? Notice God doesn't just overlook the offense, right? But he has to address the offense. The offense has to be paid for, but he makes a way to pay for the offense at a a cost to himself. Mm -hmm. When you say that, Man, that sucks because he played. It's the price paid for that piece with me. <laughs> I, I, the the was honesty. Huge. <laughs> yeah. Mike's going. So I'm listening to this, right? And I'm thinking to myself, if I understand clearly what you're saying, you're saying that when there's conflict, right? And and even if I've been wronged, sometimes the way to resolve the conflict is actually going to end up costing me more. I'm going to eat the bill. Exactly. Mm. There you the go. The debt that's been paid to me, <laughs> Christ is like, okay, yeah. you've seen my example. Yeah. Go be a peacemaker. And that's where the guys just turned it off. Right? That's just, yeah. <laughs> so anybody like, listening no, beyond no. this yeah. point is still no, wondering No, you don't understand on, my pride. i got to get him back. That's right. No, I, I just lost all that. Yeah. I mean, that's good. I mean, I can't function continually on that one upmanship like, I'm going to burn out, angry out, and everything, and blow out all which, my relationships. Which is what most people do. Yeah. Right? Which is how most people live their life. If there's conflict, right, we just feed into the conflict and make the conflict worse. As opposed to saying, how do I resolve the conflict? Right? And oftentimes, resolving the conflict means um, I ask for an apology even if I've been wronged. Right? Or I give an apology even yeah. if I've been wronged. Right? I can say, hey, listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for whatever I did right, that, that made you upset. Right? And I think a lot of guys are taught 
um, that asking for forgiveness is not a manly thing to do. Makes you less of a man. Exactly. Instead of instead what it of actually does, makes you more of a man. Exactly. Right? Because it, it is the bigger man who can actually humble himself mm-hmm. right, and ask right, for forgiveness from somebody. And I think that's, that's, a, that's a totally different thing. So once God, who is the bigger man <laughs> than we are, has demonstrated this is how you resolve conflict, right, by paying for the conflict, right, of your own accord, then we, right, go out as his you know, representatives and his ambassadors, and we do the same thing to a world that's in conflict, and we say, hey, let me be the one who pays the price for the conflict. And, and it's transformed the world. Yes, Wow, now I get to go do that same thing in my family? Yes. And the people I know, the Transform people I work family. with? Transform your workplace. Wow. Transform the relationships in your neighborhood. So I've been charged to go change the world one relationship at a time with all the conflict that's in front of me. Blessed are the peacemakers. That's I will just repeat what's been done. That's us. We are the peacemakers. Mm-hmm. So how do we move from that, Gabe? How do we move from finding peace in God to walking in that peace in ourselves to making peace with others? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's we give you the hard question. That's a big question. Um, yeah. I, well, I think I, I just in thinking that everything that you just said created a great unrest within myself. <laughs> right. And, and so there's this element of, uh, man, I know that I'm supposed to go now and make peace. Uh, in difficult situations, in the middle of conflict, mm-hmm. but within me that creates a great deal of unrest and unpeacefulness, if you will, if that's even a word. Uh, and so I, now I'm starting to think, well, what do I do whenever there's unrest within my own heart mm-hmm. of, man, that sounds really hard or Maybe if maybe maybe that means me in an essence falling on the sword. That doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun. So so how do I get through um, unpeaceful circumstances while remaining at 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 peace within my own heart? So, so, so now it's like a personal peace that I'm wrestling with. Right. So I'm thinking of when when Jesus is about to leave his disciples. Right. You know, John 14, 15, 16, 17, right? He's, he's spending time with them. He's getting ready to, um, you know, to wash their feet. I mean, I mean, he's like, he's, he's, he's winding this thing up, right? Spent three years with you, ready to leave you. Um, one of the things that he says in John 14, he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give. Let not your hearts be troubled, right? And that concept is, right, when that, when that reality, right, of what Mike said, right, when you get this and you go, oh, wait, there's conflict, right? As opposed to walking away from the conflict or washing over the conflict. To be a peacemaker, I have to resolve the conflict. Oftentimes, that resolution now is going to come at an expense to me, right? When that realization hits you, and as Gabe, you said, now you go, ooh, I don't want to resolve conflict that's going to end up costing me. That's when, right, that peace that Christ gives us, right, takes root and says, hey, this, this is what I need God for, Right. If I could do this on my own strength, I wouldn't need Christ. If, if I could walk into a conflict and say, oh, yeah, I, I can resolve this. Oh, it's going to cost me something. Not a big deal. No problem. Right. I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm, I'm very good at, at, you know, giving of myself in situations. Not a big deal. It's like, no, you're not. You're tremendously self-centered. Right. Mm-hmm. So where do we get the ability to do that? And Christ says, well, the cool thing is, is like I give you the ability to do that. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think I think one of the buzzwords, especially within this generation of young men, um, would be anxiety. Yeah. And so I think everything yeah. that I was just saying about this unrest within my own my own self uh, would 
would be seen in, as anxiety. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and it's funny because uh, Scripture actually addresses anxiety uh, a lot, right? And so Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, here's, here's how you do it, right? This is where Mike's at too. But yeah. h- how, do I, how do I combat anxiousness or anxiety? Uh, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understandings, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And I was like, man, there, there's, your, there's your practical application to unrest within your own heart when going through difficult situations where you may have to take the fall, where you may have to own your own, your own mess up or your own sin uh, or, or whatever that looks like. Or maybe it's not even a part. Maybe it's something that you just see from the outside. Sure. And you know that you should step in, but there's an anxiousness within yourself that says, man, I don't know if I want to put myself in the middle of this. Yeah. And, and Paul just says so graciously, like, well, then pray about it. Yeah, yeah and, and let's keep going, because verse 8 and 9 make it even harder. Okay, keep going. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence or anything worthy of praise— Everything we do as a peacemaker is going to involve those. Yeah. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Man, go, go yeah. work it out. So I, I love that, too, because he talks a lot about what you put into your mind will help shape your attitude towards right, the, what, what you do with your life. Yeah, if and I so, look at that conflict as, i got to win. Yeah. Versus, I look at the conflict as an opportunity to make peace. Yes. Man, that is something lovely and worthy of praise. And I'm going to get peace out of that because I'm doing what Christ has already practiced with me. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the third way that I'm thinking about this now, so we've kind of covered like peace with God. Yes. Um, peace, peace within, within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and now the, the final step would be, well, then how do I go and make peace with others around us? Yes. Um, and, and, and even in just in thinking of that, this word unity keeps coming to my mind mm-hmm. of, I, I mean, this is something that, that God values, uh, certainly within his church, um, is, is something that unifies them, something that brings unity, right? And that's really the call to make peace is to, is to bring about unity. Um, and so there, there's so many verses. I mean, Matthew 5, 9, blessed are the peacemakers. That's the Beatitudes. Romans twelve eighteen. as far as it depends on you, live, live at peace, peace with everyone. <laughs> Romans fourteen nineteen. make every effort to do what leads to peace. Colossians three fifteen. let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. Hebrews twelve fourteen. make every effort to live in peace with all men. 1 Peter three ten and 11, whoever would love life and see good days must seek peace and pursue it. Yes. And so this is something that God cares deeply about is the unity of his people. Right, but 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 even outside of that is to is to show unity within the body, and yeah. I think this is where for so long the church maybe has gotten it wrong. Well, okay, so not just the church, but I, I've done a specific experiment in my family recently. Um, you know, knowing that this was coming up, um, <clears throat> I decided to do something dumb, um, and and was this hard to plan out, or was <laughs> it okay? So I was going to say, was this right. purposeful? Yeah. Just work with me. Okay, gotcha. So, um, you know, did something. Um, and, uh, and I did not apologize well. So I, I kind of did the, you know, half-hearted apology. Don't roll your eyes at me as if you've never done this. <laughs> no, I think about how many times I okay. have. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. The kids come to me individually oh. saying, 
hey dad I, I think I think mom's upset I think you need to go and you need to apologize better right and I kind of let this drag out because I just wanted to see where this would go and how what kind of unrest and right disunity would happen so I'm, I'm playing this thing out just to see just to, to see, you know what what will happen because um, you know I know I hey listen my heart is there to apologize and apologize well. I love my wife, but I had, to, I had to refrain from doing that so that I could see if this would be true, if there would be unrest and, and disunity within the family because I did not, right? I was not a peacemaker. And so it's actually true. You, it, you can live this out, right? And I just wanted to see, of course, my family's, you know, sitting there listening to this going, he didn't plan this out. He was, he was just, <laughs> I was going to yeah, say, like, I love head, how you've right? reframed this. Whatever. It's, <laughs> But here's the thing, right? It, it is true um, that when you're not a peacemaker, right, and you live in the midst of unrest, um, that, that, that peace that you get from God and that peace within yourself will eventually flow into the relationships that you have around you. Uh, and when they don't, it, it causes, right, disharmony and disunity in you, right? And so it's funny because my kids are looking at me and they're like, you know, hey, Dad, here's the deal. You can't just sit there and not go remedy this situation. You have to go make peace because you were the one who caused the conflict, right? And it, it caused an unrest in them that I wasn't moving towards that. So, so that sounds like one of the primary requirements for being a peacemaker is being good at apologizing and asking for forgiveness. Yeah. Like without those two components, which you just did a nice little family experiment on. Yes. Thank you. How am I going to go resolve conflict? Yeah. I, there's no way. So a lot of times we think my job in resolving conflict is pointing out where you're at fault. Let me tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> Let me tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> Let me tell you how you missed on yeah. this one. And I'm just going to tell you that generally does not resolve the conflict. Right? I think that the idea of... How many years of marriage did you need to <laughs> discover <laughs> to, to, that to one? Discover that one. Or just right being around people. Yeah. Right? I mean, how many people do you know that like when they point out your, your faults? Now, here's the deal. How many people do you know, though, that will listen to you pointing out their faults if you point out your own first, right? Like, hey, here's where I messed up. You know, let me let me ask for forgiveness, right? And then, hey, you know what? Here's something you could work on, too. Now that's totally different, right? Now you're coming to a situation, helping another person out by demonstrating that you're at fault as well. You've got, right, you know, issues, right? But you've resolved those. And then you can help somebody else. And I think it's a totally different way, right, of dealing with the situation by demonstrating that, right, that you're willing to humble yourself first. All right, I'll go. Yeah, go. So everything about forgiveness reminds me of Mark Twain. Because <laughs> it's one of my favorite forgiveness quotes. Okay. Forgiveness is the fragrance that the violet sheds on the heel that crushed it. Oh. I just love that's that. That's good. That's a good reminder that I'm going to exude something sweet. Pull out Mark, Mark Twain. I'm pretty sure he did. Oh that was probably goodness. the I, most feminine quote we've had on training for manhood yet. Wait, <laughs> Samuel very, Clemens is Huckleberry flowery. Finn. That's right. Very flowery. Flower, but very flowery. I, uh, I love it. I, I like it. Wait, read it again. Read it again. All right, now i got to like pop it. it open. Yeah. So I, I must admit, my mother's an English teacher, so I had a lot of Samuel Clemens <laughs> growing up. Amen. Forgiveness is the fragrance that the violet sheds on the heel that crushed it. Amen. That's good. Great yeah, opportunity. Yeah, I love that. I, I, I'm thinking um, it, it, just within within the context of believers, how important unity is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
right? Because because th- this is what Jesus would tell his disciples is the way that you guys love one another, the right. way that you maintain the peace within the body of Christ right. um, is going to be so important as people look in yeah. uh, it, at what you're showing. Wait, wait, he actually says, how will, how will generations from now right, know that I'm the Messiah mm. by, by your love for each other? Right. And it's like, what? Like that's what? Is, that doesn't even make sense, right? They're gonna, they're gonna look at you know the miracles. They're gonna look at, and he's just like, eh, right? They're gonna look at how well you love each other. Mm-hmm. And if you love each other well, the world's gonna go. Where does that come from? Because that's not natural. That's right. Yeah. So that's a that's a huge thing. Is the unity? That's why the whole blessed are the peacemakers. That's why this thing's stuck in my head. Right. Yeah. That's so important for us to learn how to resolve conflict to create peace. It is so important to do. And it's not just to, you know, have a better workplace or have a, have a better marriage or be better parents, right? It is literally the calling card for the gospel to go into the world when people say, why do those people live at peace with each other? Mm-hmm. Right? Where does that come from? And it's not a, it's not a turn your back to it, as Mike said, right? Mm-hmm. Overlook it, yeah. wipe it under the carpet, right? Because here's the deal, right? We're not made to live at peace with stuff under the carpet. Right. That, that will get under our skin and it will just blow up at some point. Yeah. Right. But as you said, Gabe, right, it's it's the concept of that's the calling card of Christ, that this group is supposed to be different. Right. That they have conflict, but yet they resolve the conflict because yeah. they learn how to forgive because they've been forgiven much. In essentials, unity in non-essentials, liberty and all things charity. So that's Augustine going back to your unity comment. There you go. We've got freedom in Christ. We've made peace with Christ, so it ought to be easy to then go demonstrate the grace. I mean, how many conflicts have I had with my boys and my wife? Because I assume they did something on purpose against me. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of assuming... Assuming the best. Assuming, assuming the, the best. Worst. And That's assuming right. a predisposition of grace towards any conflict. Yep. Because I've been given grace and peace, and now I've, made, you know, I've been brought back to Christ. Why can't I do that? Why that's, can't I live that out like Augustine calls out? Yeah. That's where it all starts. Yeah. Right? I, I want to just two seconds on the negative of um, the one thing that this, this verse um, and that Jesus would teach, it would be one thing that he's not saying is to seek revenge. Right. right, because yeah. revenge would be the, the antithesis or the complete opposite of peacemaking. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, but at the same time, like, isn't it so easy uh, to live inside the flesh um, and, and want revenge, want our own way? And we've said that. We've kind of we've beat around the bush a little bit, mm-hmm. but let's just call it what it is. Like, that's yeah. sin. At the end of the day is when we allow our flesh to come out and we create disunity by seeking revenge and wanting our own way. Uh, this is not how Christ has called us to live. Um, but that's hard. I, I mean, everything we've said, hopefully if you're listening, you're thinking, oh my gosh, like it must be so easy for you guys. It's not easy. Like it is yeah. a daily fight, right? And yeah. this is something where going back to Philippians, like we've got to be in steady prayer. We've mm-hmm. got to be dependent on the Holy Spirit's work in our hearts to work through our lives so that we might be people of peace, both inside uh, the body of Christ as well as outside the body of Christ. Uh, and sometimes that's more difficult is to seek peace or to make peace um, with those who are outside the body of Christ. Yep. Um, but man, what a witness that is to others um, when they see us handle things um, through the power of the Holy Spirit and not the way the rest of the world would live in the flesh to a certain um, offense. Yep. 
So I, I'm glad you brought that up because the, the other thing that I think a person might be thinking is, um, does this mean that we don't hold people accountable for their actions? Right? Are, are, when you're saying, hey, I'm a peacemaker, so I walk into a situation where there's conflict, um, you know, and I, I simply lay down and let people walk over me, is that what we're, what we're talking about? And the reality is, no, 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 that, that is not resolving conflict at all. Yeah. Right? That's wiping conflict under the carpet, right? Holding people accountable for their actions is clearly part of the peacemaking process, mm-hmm. right? Being responsible for your own actions is what you right, bring to the table. Yep. Okay, but when when somebody has done something wrong, is it okay for them to be punished for it? And the answer is absolutely, positively, right? Um, you know, I, I think you know, just dealing with a lot of young boys, one of the things that they hate doing um, is turning another boy in, right? You know, hey, can't violate the bro code, you know. Mm-hmm. So you, know, you get a bunch of knuckleheads who do something, and you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, who is the guy who did this? And all the guys just sit there and they kind of all look around like, you know, hey, I'm not, I'm not turning my, you know, my buddy in and things like that. And my concept for guys is, here's the deal. Nobody grows without accountability, right? So, so the idea is you have to learn how to say to the guy, hey, here's the deal. You're either going to go turn yourself in for what you did and, and man up and face the accountability for what you did, or, right, you're, you're shirking your duty and now you've, you've given it to me. Yeah. Right. And I'm going to go do that because I need to hold people accountable. I think that's part of the peacemaking process, because when people get away with things and there is no accountability, there's no peace. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like and it's all done in love and humility. Sure. Right. And that's what we've talked about. And I would expect the same thing from you. Yeah. Right. When you see me doing something right, you would say to me, hey, here's the deal. You have an opportunity to go remedy that situation. If you don't do that. Right. Then you have shirked your duty and you've given it to me. Right. But I can't do that. I, that, that is not making peace of the situation. That's sweeping the conflict under the carpet, right? Which means that now everybody needs to get away with everything. Mm-hmm. How would I hold anybody accountable? And that's not making peace in the midst of conflict. Yeah. Mike, yeah. You're, you're thinking of something. Well, if I'm a young man and I'm trying to be a peacemaker yeah. and I just listen to what you say, I need to evaluate my friends around me. Yes. Like, Ooh, good. do I have the friends around me that will tell me that? Like, uh, I think it was... Jordan Peterson, who said, your best friends are the ones that tell you the most truth, which is, hey, Dan or Mike or Gabe, you're being an absolute knucklehead. Yeah. You need to go man up. So, you know, being e- a peacemaker is much truth. easier with that kind of accountability. Yeah. Easy to tell somebody truth when it's good. Yeah. Hard to tell truth when it's right, something bad. Right. Mm-hmm. When, when I need to hold Mike accountable, right? Mike's out on the basketball court. He's being a complete jerk. Right? Who calls him aside? That's never, ever happened. Never happened. But I'm, <laughs> hypothetically. 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 Right? He's being a complete jerk, right? I mean, after the game, who walks over and says, hey, Mike, right? You were being a complete jerk. And then, and then the thing is, right, how does Mike respond to that? Yeah. Does he say, hey, here's the deal. I've told Dan when he's a jerk, so I expect him to tell me. Right. And if you yeah. have that relationship, that's a peacemaker. Yeah. Right? Because then Mike gets to go back to the group and say, hey, hey, guys, my bad. Right. You know, and, and, and that's the thing that you have that right where if I'm holding you accountable, you're holding me accountable. We're creating peace out of conflict. Right. Then. Right. That those hard relationships mm-hmm. are something that we're used to. Right. Not something that, you know, knocks us off our feet like, oh, no, no nobody's ever talked to me that way. Nobody's ever said that to me before. It's like that happens to me all the time. <laughs> people say that to me all the time. Right. I often don't catch my own mistakes. I often don't catch how people respond to what I've said. So if somebody else saw something and I go, oh, you know, that's totally not what I meant by it. Let me go apologize, right? Now I've made peace in a situation where there was conflict before. Yeah. Super, super important for that's guys great. to learn how to do. Yeah, that's really good. 
All right. We putting this one to bed? Is this one good? I think so, yeah. Blessed what's are the, the peacemakers, man. That's good. Oh, what's the charge? I like that. What's Gabe, what is the charge? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I think I think the takeaway is simply to to be that kind of guy that um, I, I think invites people uh, to hold oh. him accountable. Am I correctable? Am I yeah. coachable? Am I teachable? And then, as you said earlier, who are the guys around me? Yeah. yeah. And are they doing that to me? Right? Am I the person who receives that? And do I have guys who are mature enough to speak that into me? So ask your wife if you're married. Ask your friends if you are correctable. Yeah. Oh. If you're a peacemaker. Ouch. Like asking your wife if she can freely correct you without a hissy fit. Maybe I shouldn't have done this experiment with my family right before this. Maybe that uh, was a little well, too close you know, to this particular podcast. It's all for research, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I like, am I, am I correctable? Yeah. Great question. Ask somebody around you, right? How, and, and honestly, do an evaluation in the mirror, right? Because some, sometimes, I'm just going to tell you, sometimes people are surrounded by yes people, yeah. right? And, and I think, honestly, if you're that guy who has put people around you who will not tell you, right, when, when something's wrong, mm-hmm. um, you got you to gotta evaluate that and be able to say, do I have anybody who will tell me? Right, when, you know, when when the king is naked, do you have anybody who says it, or does everybody just you know look and clap and laugh and go, that guy's a complete idiot, but I would never say it to his face. The and degree I'm, I'm, at which I'm correctable and appreciated is the degree I will be a peacemaker with others. Amen. It's a good way to put it. It's good. I love it. Awesome. Go out there and find out: Are you correctable? Be a peacemaker. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable. Make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training, the number four, manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man. Mm -hmm.